Hey everybody, welcome to the Hoot Hobbs Show. I am your host, Hoot Hobbs. And with me as always, Mr. BT, Brandon Torres. Hey. <laughs> that was anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, up, so y'all? we, uh, Milestone. Milestone. Yeah, we hit a milestone with this episode. Yeah, this is our 50th episode of the Hoot Hobbs Show. So those of you that didn't think we would get here, ha, suck Look it. at us now, still not getting paid, but, you know, we're still, you know, doing the... We're still doing this thing. Still doing the damn thing, you know? Getting better, getting better. Oh, my God, I got my headphone cord is caught, and there we go. Anyway, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So uh, we got a, we got a whole lot, really, to talk about, and some of it we're going to get into, some of it we're going to keep pretty light, and, and starting out, uh, I don't know, it seems to be kind of... Something we do uh, a, a lot, but we're gonna go ahead and like uh, share condolences to the the Judd family, uh, the country music superstar family. Um, yeah, absolute legends in the country music industry. Yeah, the music industry in a whole, because as a whole, because of you know they broke ground considering some of the records that they were setting back yeah. in the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. With a you know female duo breaking country music records in yeah. a prominent, predominantly male dominated genre. Yeah. So condolences to the family and. I guess what the reason that we're talking about it is because uh, the Judd family has finally come out with trying to jump in front of the news because it was going to get out there anyway that it was a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Yes, and um, I, I'm trying to tread lightly on this next thing that I, I, I want to talk about on this uh, subject, okay? Because please understand that I, I do not mean any disrespect towards this family, towards this person, towards anything. That is not what I mean. Um, however, I did get a chance to watch Ashley Judd, uh, her, her interview uh, with, with Diane Sawyer about what had happened. You know, basically her trying to get up ahead of it and everything and mm-hmm. how the family had told her, hey, yeah, you're going to be kind of our liaison. You talk about what's mm-hmm. happened. You can let everyone know because eventually it's going to come out anyway. Yes. Um, and, you know, I understand that. I think they did a wonderful job of keeping their business private until they were ready to say. I will say, yeah, I had no idea because I just no, thought. Because yeah. I knew that she had held, had health issues sure. in the past with hepatitis C because that's why she had taken a break from doing being a right. country music performer. Exactly. So well, Honestly, whenever I heard that Naomi Judd had passed, I was like, well, it's probably you know, liver failure yes. or something like yeah. that due to, due to that. Yeah, she was 76 years old, which is also, you know, hits close to home because my grandmother was 76 years old when she passed so it's like i understand the the age there and what we're dealing with uh, how tragic what i did not know is that they were fighting against you know i guess e-news or tmz or someone from releasing the real reasons which would shock the world if it just came out yeah so now they're trying to kind of manage it while grieving it's got to be awful yeah, and, and I'll, I'll go so far as to jump back on, uh, you know, you know how I always am about celebrities and paparazzi and all that kind of stuff, but I'll tell you this, like, those vultures with, like, TMZ, E! News, yeah. all that kind of stuff, whenever it's a death, hey, well, back off. Yeah, it's also like uh, what you were talking about is those that are self-gratifying and seek sure. out the attention so that they can and then complain themselves. about themselves. Yeah. It'd be like, you know, Jake Paul does something and then complains to the paparazzi's in my face. After <laughs> yeah, no he, kidding. You're Jake after Paul. He you're just an got idiot. through saying something redonkulous. Right. So, yeah, I got you. So but, getting back on the on the subject though is like with Ashley Judd. Like okay. I, I'm not I don't know, I should probably leave it alone, but I'm gonna point some stuff out. There's some problems with 
her story of like, I'm not saying that what she's saying happened didn't happen. I believe that that was 100%. I think she really tried to church herself up in this, though. And I, there's no reason to, but it's okay. So check this out. She says that she visits her parents every day when she's at home in Nashville. Yes. And she said that she had gone to visit that day like she does every other day. Yes. Okay, great. Believe that? No problem. I have no problem believing that. She said that her mother had asked her, will you please stay with me? Yes. And she said, yes, of course I will. This is like from the official Judd's family statement. Yes, yes. And then she said that I had gone upstairs to let her know that a friend had come to see her, and that's when I had... Was this Ashley or was this Winona Judd? This was Ashley Judd. Okay. Um, she had said that then she had gone upstairs to tell her, hey, you have a friend, a visitor, and that's when she had discovered her, a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Mm -hmm. You stayed there, and you then had to walk upstairs to discover you didn't hear a gunshot? Yeah, I did wonder that as well, that she didn't hear the gunshot. The the hearing an audible gunshot wasn't mentioned, although... There may be a reason because that sure. is a traumatic thing that, uh, lack of better description, is triggering. Sure. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, but it, I understand what you're saying. I thought yeah. the same thing. Why wouldn't you mention, I like, say, I heard a, a sound and then I went to. And I, yeah. Pl- please understand that this isn't trying to come from a place of uh, heartlessness or anything like that. It, look, I was a cop for a long time. So information that doesn't line up sticks out really hard to me. So that's why I was like, well, that's weird. But. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. She lost her mother. She discovered her mother. And that in yeah, itself mo- has to be and the most awful thing. Her mother had been struggling with, with depression. depression and all of the things associated with it. She was actually a dead... The reason that the family was in town is they were going to be inducted into like the a Country Music country Hall, Hall of Fame. Hall of fame. Yeah. So it's, The Judds, Winona and Naomi were going to be oof, inducted. It's really, really heavy subject matter. But yeah. it sounds like the family may have known of some of those struggles with the depression. And yeah. I... Yeah. I don't know the, if... The way it was presented in that interview, I would say that it, it's been a, a long struggle. It's Well, I, you know, she's notably been out of the limelight of the performing for so long due to her health after years of being in the limelight. I, I can... Psychologically, I'm sure that would do some trauma. Plus, just being miserable and in pain. Yeah. Because, I mean, she had alopecia. I read a whole list of things. Like, her hair yeah. falling, it was starting to fall out. Her face was starting. Yeah, it was, she, she just, she didn't look like Naomi Judd. Yeah. She didn't feel like Naomi Judd. And, you know, honestly, uh, suicide is never an answer. Um, but especially someone who deals with similar things, I get it. Yeah, I understand the thought process. Yeah, that, this, that's that's it's it. the the action. It's the final action. I yeah. guess more or less. But I understand it all, just not the final action. Yeah, but but you know, at seventy six years old, you know, she kind of. I I, I think that there's probably we, an, a a certain level of, what am I cutting short? Yeah, and there's you a, know there's a, a weakness and a, a feebleness you feel there too. And sure. Just, I again, we can't imagine it. If you or anybody you know is struggling like that, please yeah. reach out for help. Let someone know. Don't struggle alone. Yeah, that makes it worse. Yeah, yeah, it does, man. Um, struggling alone is, is not worth it. And, and and let me tell you something, especially especially men, because women are a lot smarter than we are. Because women, if they're feeling some type of way, they they'll talk. They'll 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 go get help. Uh, our stupid asses, we'll just sit around and be like, oh, well, I just got to suck it up and run some dirt on it and, you know, get more and more sick. And uh, that's 
that's where I finally got to. And luckily, at a very young age, I discovered like, oh, you know what I could do? I could talk about it yeah. and, and not you know, kill myself. It's so. uh, kind of like letting the steam out on something when the pressure sure. build up. You let it out, it whistles, some steam comes out, but it's equalizing the pressure on the inside. If you don't yeah. do that, you don't let some of that stuff that's building up inside out at some yeah. point to someone, something. I don't care if you have a pet that you just talk your ear, the pet's ear off incessantly. Yeah. Get it out. Tell someone. Yeah. Do don't struggle and keep it all internalized yeah. because that's ultimately. Sometimes your your head is not your friend. No man. Uh, uh, NF actually put out in a song that uh, the mind is a powerful place, um, and what you feed it can affect you in a powerful way. But and, and it's, it's very true. And he also says that 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 that's not always safe. So and, and I think that that's you know I like the fact that more and more artists are willing to put it out there you know like nf is a really big one for mental health uh, uh, yeah logic logic been uh, a big one for mental health you know god god willing mac I, miller I, was I, one that and and, and succumbed to mental, mental yeah. health issues but he was honestly mac miller to me as a very young man was still had that man mentality like he would touch on it but like but you know i'm good but and i'm then, good, then but he I'm would good. uh self-medicate unfortunately yeah and, and you know and that's how we lost mac Anyway, uh, we'll get off that subject. But anyway, just heart, our hearts go out, man. Prayers, thoughts, all that good stuff to, to you know, because like we always make the joke, you know, you always, especially with me, is like celebrities aren't people. But, you know, of course, that's just a joke. They yeah. are, man, and I'm sure it's a heartbreaking experience. Yeah, and, no, we don't ever so. want to hear about a tragedy like this happening to anybody because yeah. at the end of the day, we are all just human beings. We that's are right. all the same created the same we're all the same so they suffer just like we do you that's gotta right remember that have some compassion yeah that's don't right don't be an ha ha yeah well, hey when all else fails follow the rule don't be a dick <sighs> folks joe rogan's at it again he this is, is like it. what three this three is three weeks? now this three is weeks? Th- this is three now and joe look we're fans okay all you gotta do send me an email uh hoot show at gmail uh, you can find us on social. Send me a message, brother. We will be happy to come in uh, for an, for an interview. Okay, uh, yeah, you know, big that, stars like us. We're not even that expensive. No, no. I mean, like, I'll do it just for like, just don't make me pay to come out there, and I'll do it. <laughs> take me to lunch. Yeah, take me to lunch, bro. And it don't even have to be fancy. You can take me to in and out through. Yeah, <laughs> take me to the drive through. Yeah, they say, come on, daddy, you can get me in and out. I'm whoo, daddy, I'm in. Well, down in, uh, I think he was in Austin, Texas. Yeah. So is there in and out in Austin? Yes. Well, there is in Houston. I don't know if there's an Austin, but I would assume if it's in Houston. Because in Austin, the only thing anyone expects you to be is yourself. Yeah. All right, all right. Keeping it weird since yeah. whatever they're Forever. established. Ever. Austin's a weird place. I like Austin, Texas. I'm not a huge I, fan of Texas in general because it can be a little oppressive and hot. But, it's but, definitely hot. <laughs> but, you know, like, but major cities, I must say the. The only thing about the major cities in Texas that's oppressive is the heat. You know what I'm saying? Dallas is a pretty uh, pretty welcoming place. You can do whatever I, you I mean, want. maybe not Oak Cliff They're Drive, cities, that man. place. I say Oak Cliff Drive's not welcoming. <laughs> I'm just, I, I took a wrong turn. I, just trust me. <laughs> Drive to Irving and you're not near the Cowboys football stadium. You might not want to hang around Irving. Yeah, that's right. Just like Grapevine. Yeah. If you're not at the airport... Don't be in Grapevine. You look, okay. you look like us. Hang around Fort Worth and Arlington. Trust <laughs> <Yeah>. us. <laughs> you go a little south, you can get a little bit paler than me, and that's called Granberry. Uh, that's where my wife's family's from. So. Oh, cool. 
Anyway, uh, neither here nor there. Joe Rogan has uh, has decided that with uh, you know Disney stocks starting to fall a little bit, yeah. which I have my own thoughts on why that we is. We touched on it two weeks ago. Sure, yeah. yeah so, funny. but he says if they would like to get their stocks rising back up, he had a novel idea for them. What's that? They should hire Johnny Depp. <laughs> Oh, like you said last week, that, yeah. you know that Disney made a mistake. That, yeah, that even though he rejected them, your solution was offer him more money. Yeah, just oh yeah, he rejected you. Give him more money. Yeah, it, I got a jar of dirt. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on. There, look, Jack Sparrow and Johnny Depp. That's the same person. It's a franchise. There, the thing is, is that Disney has made so much money around that Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. I mean, it's a Look Freaking. at you pronouncing it correctly. Come on, it's Caribbean. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, it's a it's a theme park ride. It's everything. Yeah. Way before and, it was a movie. It and was a theme now park ride. they've had to disassociate with the reason the franchise became <laughs> what it was because of their star lead actor, who actually happens to be a victim of something he was accused of being the perpetrator of. Yes. Uh, now, look. Do well, I think that Johnny Depp is a good? person morally probably not no did he obvious does he need help with how he handles getting into fights and arguments and things absolutely and the, and the verbal things and the texts and the sure, actions yeah he because did. he says some pretty heinous hate, stuff. Hate, yeah hateful stuff yeah. in the moment for sure definitely that, yeah. that that i can understand not wanting to associate with yeah that. absolutely but as far as them uh accusing him of being basically a person who just beats women yeah that's not they, right they've never been able to link that yeah. yet they exactly yet. and with the the day that they are able to prove that, hey, believe me, I'll, I'll call him everything like he's a coward, he's yeah. nothing, all that kind of stuff. Too. But here's the problem. They can't prove it. And I mean, you'd think it's, this is not the first time he's been accused. No. And if they can never prove it, it tells me that he's just getting with some wild ones that looking to get a little bit of Johnny Depp's money. And now, look, I know Amber Heard has money, but... She don't have Johnny Depp money. No, and she never did until her name got bigger after she started, you know, being spotted with Johnny Depp. Because that's kind of how that. Well, she got after she clocked Elon in the face. She was kind of well. She hit Elon. Well, I mean, all I'm saying is back when Elon Musk was dating Amber Heard, they were seen in public, and he had a massive shiner. Oh, and I I wasn't aware of that. I knew they dated, and I knew he had been subpoenaed for this case because yeah, there are some things in there where he's like a character witness. Yep. Along with James Franco, so well, it's because why would James, James Franco be a character witness for anybody? <laughs> it's because he's the the other man in yeah. some of the accusatory. Yeah, but I'm here to tell you, like Dave Franco wouldn't ask James Franco to be a character witness. He'd be like, "Nah, bro, he was he he was Harry Osborne. The answer's no, <laughs> and he the answer's just no." <laughs> but all I'm saying is, with that Johnny Depp thing, uh. There's questions I have. Like, I've seen videos, and all I'm going to say is, like, Amber Heard was doing coke in the courtroom. Like, there was... That's the way it looked, I'll say. It is the way that it looks. You know, I can't... Obviously, I can't say that that is what was happening, because I don't know. I just saw a video that could have been doctored, sure, but... It looks like massive amounts of cocaine if you watch all of the footage. Yeah, it just just takes her... I I think it's one of those things where it's like people have got all of these hours of this live stream footage, and they've just been watching it ridiculously close. Just so they can pick stuff out. And make it sound seem like this, because out of... Out of context, you can make all kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, you like. can make anything look like anything yeah. out of context. Yeah. So, or, yeah. or you can make anything look like anything with deep fake technology. But again, yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah, later. we'll get to that too later. That's strange. 
keep teasing the last segment of the, the show because we're excited to talk about it. Sit down. <laughs> Stay humble. Be humble, excuse me. Uh, okay, uh, so... Bitch, yeah, don't kill my vibe. <laughs> that was good. I ate bones. That was good. Did we just become best friends again? <laughs> again. All right. Uh, okay, so... Uh, yeah, we, we like having a little fun with this Joe Rogan thing. I, I am hoping that maybe Joe Rogan touches on something. Kendrick Lamar. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, <laughs> yeah. I, like uh, uh, Before next week, so I could be like, I told you, man, he's a fan. I just I just want to know, are you a fan, Joe? We, we share an algorithm. Fan? What's going on yeah, here, Yeah, what's guys? going on, Is man? it Jamie? Is Jamie the one that listens? <laughs> it's Jamie, isn't it? Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Yeah, hey. Or Duncan, if it's you, uh, I don't know. Red band? No. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll we'll move on past that. And uh, so I was going to talk about. Um, I just finished the Netflix series, and and it's over now. Ozark. Oh yeah, that's a fantastic series. Okay, I watched it- the first season of it, and then I quit watching it because just simply I'm like, this is good, but I don't want to keep. Very, it- I don't want to invest in this series, so I gave up on it. Uh, it's good, yeah. No, Jason say, Bateman, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and let me tell you something. Invest in it. It's it's four I, seasons long. I heard it was like a, a, in a way, the Sons of Anarchy esque, and how it's like heavy. Very, it's a very heavy show. It's a very dark show. Yeah, yeah, that dark, but, dark and heavy, like it's a serious. I guess that's the way. Uh, yeah. Drama, crime drama. That, yeah. That's, okay. So basically, the rundown is this: comedy. Uh, I <laughs> no the, comedy. the only comedy in it is uh, really like some one liners that are meant to be like. And they're not even meant to be funny. They're stabbing, they're but it's, it just happens to dark be kind humor. of humorous. Yeah. So uh, Jason Bateman. Uh, for those that haven't seen it. Yeah, for those who haven't seen it, Jason Bateman uh, launders money for a Mexican drug cartel. Yeah. Um, he's based out of Chicago, but he moves his family to, essentially he moves them to northwest Arkansas, southwest Missouri in the Ozarks, okay? Yeah. Um, he moves them there to where he can invest yep. basically into a town and launder his money through businesses where he ends up opening a riverboat casino, or, uh, you know, the Missouri Bell, which, you know, kind of is kind of, uh, to me, pays homage to the Mississippi Bell or the Branson Bell or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's stuff that if you are around in our region, for yeah, sure, then you you'd be like, inspired. oh, yeah, that makes good sense, yeah. So I'm not going to get into every little plot twists and everything because there's a few of them but and I'm, I'm not even going to tell you how it ends because I'm telling you it's 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 so to me it is so worth watching that I won't even spoil it for do you do you get a finale to it like yes you do and it is this show I is Jason Bateman at his absolute best which is saying a lot because he's a I am a huge actor. fan yeah, he's a I like Arrested Nick the Fox yeah. on Zootopia Arrested, okay. yeah, I do too. Yeah. Arrested Development was like one of the most critically acclaimed comedies yeah. of all time. It's a so. great show, and, and Ozark is too. For what it's worth, yeah. I believe he's been nominated for his performances. In yes, this, in the series he has, itself. But he's been. also the creator of Ozark. Yes. He's the director and the creator of Ozark. So I think that that's really that pays more homage to him than even Arrested Development, where yeah. he was hilarious. And that's why I like Jason Bateman so much. He can be that guy that yeah. you're his, horrible bosses. Yeah, his dry sense of humor <laughs> and is just very matter of fact. Is uh huh. It makes you laugh. You can't help it. But at the same time, Jason Bateman doesn't seem to change who he is for a role. He just makes Jason Bateman fit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's that's really neat to see him do that. But 
Arrested Development, fantastic. Horrible Bosses 1 and 2, fantastic. Uh, Zootopia, I love One of, one of the rare cases where a sequel is pretty good. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Because like, like uh, Anchorman, I watched Anchorman yeah. this weekend because it's on one of the streaming platforms. My apologies, I don't remember which one. Irrelevant. Yeah. But Anchorman 2, I remember seeing that in theaters on a date and, and it, it was, was so bad, bad we walked out. Yeah, I, it was terrible. And once there was like him playing a flute in like a lighthouse, I was out. Yeah, it was like the first one was so outrageous and out of control that you couldn't help but be like, this is iconic. I love it. Yeah. Him, but then him talking it, to the dog and all, yeah, yeah, all of it is ridiculous. Baxter, so you know. The fight with yeah. all the celebrity cameos. <laughs> yeah. It's classic Will Ferrell stuff. Well, yeah. The second one was a reach, but... It, well, because it was like, we're going to try to do all the same jokes and, and basically do the same movie and just change a few things. It's not as funny the first time. We've heard the joke. It's You know, yeah, we it was it. funny. It was funny, but it's not now. And now you're piling on it. And plus, uh, I guess there's a balance to the stupid, and that's yeah. where Anchorman and Talladega Nights and these really <laughs> dumb movies get it. Step Brothers... <laughs> There's a balance. Like, yeah. There's, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, you're so going to fix the drywall now. You know, just, yeah. it's funny, you yeah, know, because you're still at 40, you're still being hounded like you're a little kid. That's the balance. It's yeah. funny, but it's serious. It's just whatever. It, I, the way that I think of the humor being written in, we'll get back on subject here in a second, is sure. like a Simpsons episode where they write a joke, and then within the joke, there's another joke. Yep. And then at the beginning, there was a setup to the joke that was also a joke. And then there's a payoff of the joke that makes the joke itself iconic. Through so it, using it, a joke. Yeah. So it's yeah. like layers of the joke, but they do a single joke and then they move on because it doesn't need to dwell. You don't need to linger on the yeah. joke. In yeah. some movies, they just beat a dead horse into the ground. Yeah, they really do. Anchorman too. Yeah. And as, as, as bad as it hurts me to say it, uh, season 10 of Letterkenny has jumped the shark. It it it, it kind of beat the same joke over the head a few times, and it was still entertaining. Yeah, because you know I'm a fan of that show. I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. But I I hate it when shows do that. I, yeah, I it's fear, like okay, you ran out of ideas. See, I fear it's always sunny in Philadelphia is going to end up doing it. Last well, season was fearing, really funny. But. I would say I've been fearing that since like season 26, which I know it hasn't been going on that long, but it seems like it. No, but this last season was hilarious. I know, it was great. It, well, I'm a, when they started off, like they're the blame for everything <laughs> that happened in 2020. A, yeah. You know it's going to be priceless. <laughs> well, I, I think that... I, shoe polish. I, I, <laughs> God. I think that um, Charlie Day and Danny DeVito are just completely out of their minds, outrageous in that show. And it is, it, it works. It just works so well. And like, because you believe that Charlie Day is out of his mind. Yeah. And you and forget you, that that's Danny DeVito. That's Frank. <laughs> yeah. You forget that Danny DeVito. Uh, twins, yeah, twin. Batman Returns, yeah, and everything know? else that he's ever from done. his serious roles to his comical roles what, what, to does you know. he go all the way back? I think Taxi is wasn't yes, he? yeah. So he goes back a ways, yeah, bro. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, Danny, De how is Danny DeVito not aging either? You notice that he's not aging. He aged up until he hit a hundred. Well, he's using Frank's shoe polish, <laughs> hair color, hair dye. Circling back, yeah. like Jen Saki, uh, Jason Bateman is fantastic in Ozark. Uh, Ozark is 
And now, please understand, this is a very dark show. It is a very violent show. It is yeah, not, not suitable for work. Nor it children. Is, nor children. This is, it is a very smart show, though. Um, but it was too, it was too dark for my wife. She did not like it. See, um, I, she, she was like, it just, even the lighting in the show the, is dark. The way that I have heard it described is, you know, you, we, we go through these series of shows and this would be like, you remember how Breaking Bad had encompassed everything. It got so serious, so dark, taken over and people loved how real it felt. Yeah. This is like an akin yeah, to that where exactly. you can feel like this, this is happening around you. And there's nothing you can do about it, but this is happening around you. This is real life. Yeah, this it might yeah. as well, well be a documentary. And and seeing how innocent people are getting pulled into like in the show. I mean, yeah. innocent pe- bystanders kind of un- uh, unwittingly get pulled into it because it's the cartel. Yeah, and then they lose their life just because they were hanging with the wrong person at the wrong time. Yeah, and it's just like you. It, it there's it's a thriller. There are certain episodes. That are legitimately gut wrenching, because you're like, oh my god, I cannot believe that is terrible. You know, because you you obviously with any show you actually get into, if you're emotionally invested in the show, you're emotionally invested in certain characters, yeah, right? You get sad if something happens. Exactly. To, yeah. You know, like spoiler the, alert, we got sad whenever Opie died in Sons of Anarchy. Oh yeah, that was uh, like everyone at the very final episode of Sons of Anarchy when Jax Taylor died. Everyone was like. I just didn't see it coming. I was like, "Well, you clearly don't don't know uh, what what this is." Where okay. the, yeah, you didn't ever see uh, where this was leading because this beginning. was this was Hamlet. Okay, and for the, he was going to die from the beginning. Yeah, which is how we got there. Yeah, exactly. That was the whole story. This the whole it was Hamlet. That yeah. was the whole story. But when Opie died, that was a a twist because his best friend doesn't die in Hamlet. No, yeah. but he sure did in that. And so, and the way he died was so brutal that you were like, oh. You know, yeah. and so you have certain episodes like that of Ozark. Yeah, um, and yeah. but what I guess what really caught us off guard with whenever that happened and that one in particular is like we said we had thought we knew where this series was headed because we knew the end game, but we didn't suspect that. Yeah, and Ozark does this too, yeah. right? You're saying that they hold you in there and you got something, and then all of a sudden twist. You never yeah. saw that happening. And that changed hey, the game entirely. And let me tell you something. All the way up until the end, <coughs> you sit there and you're like, well, I, I, seriously, there is a part at the end where you go, okay, okay, I know this makes sense. This is how it's going to end. You know, you convince yourself, yep, nope, I see where the road's going. Cool. Oh, my gosh. Why did that happen? You know, and... and what am I watching? Yeah, uh, you know... This is a terrible, but I don't know. It's a fantastic show. I loved every episode of it. Um, it, It's up there on the escalon of uh, Sopranos. For me, Breaking Bad and but you have to understand is like The Wire. um, The Wire, yeah, Uh, heavy, yeah. The Shield. That the was another Shield, good that's one. a good one. Uh, but for me, Ozark ranks up there with those shows. Yeah. Now, I wasn't I've as big that. of a Sopranos fan as a lot of people were. I like The Sopranos, but I feel The Sopranos was one that was disappointing in the end. Oh, yeah. The way it, it ended. The ending, especially because I know people have beaten that to death by now. Yeah. But the build to that ending was disappointing. Like it if was. they would have gone out like Walter White went out, yeah, then man. you get it. My beef with Breaking Bad was I felt like they made the jump from Walter White to Heisenberg. The transition was building slowly, but then that and last then season, it, boom, he's evil. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. He, I didn't he like went that. he went from being a good man who's sick trying to make money so that when he dies inevitably he's going to uh leave a lot of money to his family they'd be taken care of. He was still a good man doing bad things, right? And then like you said, and the whole time there's been just one notch at a time turning to where he's just he's a little more okay with what he's yeah. doing. And then in the final season, he's just this evil mastermind. Yeah. It, and I was like, hold on a second, Brian. You're not like that. We love yeah, you. Exactly. You were the dad on Malcolm, okay? I know we're biased here because we're too close to the source material because of right. what we felt. But the way Jax developed into the brutal psychopath that he was at yeah. the end, you saw that building season by, by season, yeah, layer every by episode, layer. He, he got just a little bit harder, a little colder. It, yeah. Uh, they made a good jump between season three and four with him being in prison for over a year and he gets out. He's, he's been brutal. stabbed. He's he's a little more ruthless, but he's still got that good heart. Yeah. And then by like season five, he's still got the good heart, but you can tell everything's getting real heavy and on at, him and he's getting fed up. And at that last season, he has a game plan and an end Oh, an, yeah. An end and game. he knows exactly what's going to happen and he's going to make it happen. Yeah. So I feel like Breaking Bad didn't do that. Right. And I'm hoping Ozark, you're saying they do a good job of Bro, making this character. Ozark has such a conflict that is so relatable because, like, what you say, I, I, this part shouldn't be a surprise and, and it won't ruin anything. But, like, you do see that progression. But, uh, okay, Marty and Wendy Bird are the, are the character names, Jason Bateman and uh, I cannot, uh, Laura. Lenny? Laura Lenny? Does that sound right? Mm, yeah, I don't know maybe. if that's right. Anyway, um, the, the lady who plays his wife. Um, anyway, uh, Marty Bird and Wendy Bird, played by Jason Bateman and Laura Lenny, um, their progression is opposite. Okay? Marty is the one who gets them involved. Okay. Because his, his business partner, partner gets him involved. And once he finally realizes what's going on, this is all happens in the first episode of the first season. Yeah, setting his, up the, yeah, the whole point. His business partner wow, is killed. And they basically say, you're now responsible, for, you're responsible for this. So he got into it to make some extra money. Then he realized, oh, no, I'm in over my head. So the whole time, he's trying to do all these bad things and trying to keep it from his family and trying to do all this kind of stuff so that he can keep everyone safe. And then he can, he, he's trying, everything for Marty Bird isn't a means to an end. To get out. Yeah, I am going to do this so that I can get out. Well, the problem is, as his family finds out what's going on, his children help him, which I'm like, you guys aren't good parents. I'm just going to let you know you're not good parents. All right. I know they're teenagers, but they shouldn't be involved in the cartel. Anyway. Um, I feel like you shouldn't have to say that disclaimer. Yeah, I, I feel like that's not a disclaimer. I feel like that's something that like most You're, reasonable people would be like, you know what? I don't think I want my children involved in a Mexican drug cartel. You know what, Marty Jr.? Yeah. No cartel for you today. Yeah, you know what? That's it. You're grounded. No cartel for a week. Be like, but dad, they're gonna cut off my elbows. I'd be like, what? What do you how do they do that? What do you mean? <laughs> anyway, so but Wendy Bird, his wife. As she discovers what's going on, she's mad at him for getting him into it, all that kind of stuff. You know, as you would expect any woman to be mad at you for getting her into a life of oh, crime. Yeah. Problem is, she starts seeing the power that comes with it, and she becomes power hungry. And at the end of it, they become direct opposites. Marty wants out. She's keeping him in. 
and it's just such a struggle, man. And it's it, it's everything the series revolves around in a way. Yeah, and it cool. but but it's like it's so good, man. Like the and the of course you know I'm into it anyway. But the violence of this show is especially dealing with you know a Mexican drug cartel. Of course, it's Brutal. a violent life, right? Yeah. But they, they they do not skimp on realism. What this is, yeah. you know, innocent people. You are not safe. You know what I mean? That's that's the type of... And I don't know, man. All I'm going to say is a fantastic show. Hey, if you're listening, watch Ozark. Yeah. Uh, if, you're, if you're not comfortable with foul language and violence, don't watch our Ozark. But if uh, those things, if you can look past those things... This show, yeah, maybe is, maybe one day it'll be edited down and put on AMC for you to watch with yeah, commercials or yeah. something. But, but right now, yeah, right now this is a raw and gritty show. It is, yeah, they, it is Jason Bateman at his best. I could see how they could try to syndicate it and throw it on FX and rerun seasons or something. Sure, but yeah, no, uh, you're right. If you're for the faint of heart, don't watch it. Yeah, I I can say that from what I have seen of the yeah, series. Yeah, absolutely. I started it when it first happened. I was like. I love Jason Bateman. Hell, we live here in Ozark. Yeah. So I was like, I'll watch this. Yeah. And it was good. Yeah. But like I said, I was yeah. I, I, I was like, I can't invest in another show because I just right. got coming down off of Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> right, right. I invested, what, eight seasons in that or however, six seven, seasons? Seven. seven. Yeah, but. Oof. Well, there's Ozark is a four season show. That's good. Um, so I mean, and before it, that, it was Breaking Bad, and yeah, which has 126 seasons. I'm sorry, Breaking Bad is one that I really enjoy, uh, but man, let me tell you, getting past that first season it was tough. That it's, was it's tough. a hump, man. Oh, it is that first God. season is so disconnected from the way that the show <laughs> goes the rest of the way. Like once you meet the Mexican guy in the scrapyard, yep. that's when the real yeah. story starts. Yeah, and it gets very interesting and easy to watch. Yes, the, that first season though, when it's just Walter and Jesse, you're like, this show sucks. I don't know how it got in second season, but I'm glad it did. I am too because the rest was history and the way that it took off and it revolutionized television. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look at the the spinoff, the El Camino, the Netflix uh, original film that came out. It was. Did you watch El Camino? Uh, it's yeah, basically, it's actually, it's I Jesse's it story. Yes, I did. I did watch El Camino. It, it's we, Jesse after Walter. Yeah, I saw El and, Camino and I've seen parts of Better Call Saul, which is still good, but. Bob I don't Oden, like better Bob Oden call Odenkirk does his own thing. He's yeah. completely different. The show itself feels yeah, different. Yeah, it, it does. And it, it feels disconnected it's from tertiary references to the show that you and exactly because Saul was nothing more than Walter's attorney. Yeah. And he I don't know. Better I didn't I didn't care for Better Call Saul. Now I haven't given it a full chance either. I've only watched like two episodes and I was like, I I remember season one of Breaking Bad. I can't do this. It's like I didn't even but Saul got on my nerves when he was on the show. Yeah, exactly. And that, and like he's just such a loser in Better Call Saul. So, like the first such, couple episodes such at least. a such a slimy attorney. Yeah, and he's and then he's not even good at it. So you're like this is stupid, but I'm going to try to give it another chance. But right now, I was like, this sucks. Well, there's probably a reason why he, you know, it keeps being so uh, compelling. Yeah. yeah. The the character itself is compelling. But sure. You're right. It's one of those things where I think they're trying to milk it. Like Walking Dead got all of its sequels. Bro, uh, it's the, the, the sequelization of things that were once popular. Yeah. Instead of coming up with something entirely new, gets frustrating. It, it does. And look... Like, I was a huge fan of The Walking Dead up until, like, I don't know, whatever uh, Andrew Lincoln's last season was. Mm. After that, I was like, 
I love Norman Reedus, but I'm just out. This is too much. I get it. You're going to find a safe place. The zombies or other people are going to ruin it. Then you're going to be on the run out in the woods trying to fight off zombies or people who look like zombies. And then you're going to find another safe place, and you're going to live a season there. I agree. And and, and then either zombies or people are going to mess that up for you. Personally, they could have ended it with the governor. Oh, yeah. I Well, you know... <sighs> They could even have had, with the, even with the the Negan thing. Oh yeah, you're they right. Could've... They did keep going, and then yeah. they got Negan. You're right. They could have even went as far as Negan, and that could have been your conclusion. But it felt like everything after that point was just. Yeah. And let me tell we're you, beating man, a dead horse. Yeah. Man. Once the whisperer showed up, zombie, come get me. Yeah. Well, and once the whisperer showed up, I was like, okay, so we're so we are sticking with the graphic novels, and I get that, but we could compress this because there were times that uh, our group was dealing with the survivors and the whisperers at the same time. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, anyway, it doesn't matter. Look, we've been talking a lot about, uh, about TV, but I want to switch this over into music because, uh, my man, the, uh, the boy from Louisville himself, uh, Jack Harlow. Yeah. Has uh, put out a new album. He has, he's, uh, trying to overcome what the last album, he proved that it wasn't a sophomore slump, that his EP was solid. And then his debut album was, good yeah and it, and it was and now first class is it, it, it's his lead single on this new album yeah and, and don't get me wrong i i like first class i think it's i think it's, it's got catchy the, it's got the glamorous sample from fergalicious yeah and i'm it's a, it's a good hook it's catchy and yeah. i'm sure that that sample itself but honestly aside from his hook because of the nature of the beat and everything his his flow sounds a little bit sluggish it's soft too yeah it, and pop, I don't know. It's I, a poppy song, but without like the hook that keeps you going. Yeah. Like if the if anything, it's the first class. Yeah. And if you want to hear that, Fergie has a song where she did where she sings first yeah, class glamorous. I must say that's um that's a Fergie song. Yeah. So the part that you like of Jack Harlow's song yes. is actually a Fergie song. So just you know, there's that. Yeah. There's um, remixes with hip hop in it. Too. Yeah, sure, tons of them. <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't know, man. I'm a fan of Jack Harlow. I am too. Um, I, I, I have not heard this album yet, uh, but I have, of course, heard First Class. And I have heard this album, and I fear it may be a bit of a sophomore slump. Okay. And you know how it happens, and I hate to be this guy to point it out, more or less, but with white rappers especially. Yeah, if, if, if you, you hit, hit a sophomore, wall, yeah, it's done. It, like Machine Gun Kelly, once he <laughs> well, hit Well, the a, wall was called Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once you hit a wall in the, the game of hip-hop yeah. and you lose them, yep. it's a fight to get them back. Yeah. I'll say that. I mean, because, look, I'm not, I'm not a super huge fan of uh, Marshall Mathers uh, as, as, a, as, a, as a person, just, you know, whatever – but as an artist, you can't argue with the fact that he he didn't hit a wall. No, he kept going. You know, everyone said like, oh, uh, what, what was it, relapse? Yeah, whenever like, he oh, got, Relapse is terrible. I was when like, he got heaviest on his drugs, he released a couple of albums that were weaker than what we were used yeah. to. But then he made a comeback. Yeah. He quit dyeing his hair. He let his hair go dark. And he made a comeback and did No Afraid and the Live Your Love Your Lie or yeah. whatever that was with L- Rihanna. L- love the way you lie. Love the way you lie. Yeah, yeah. he he did that song with her. I and need be- a doctor and became boom a hit maker again. Yeah, exactly. And now he's a he's 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 following in the footsteps, man. He's a producer now and yeah. and, a, and a damn good one. Yeah, he's uh, found some real talent out there. And it, yeah, man, you know he does what he does. And even now, his last album was really successful. Yeah, and he what Kamikaze. 
Uh, no, Kamikaze was the one before the last one. The last one was the Songs to Be Murdered by. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which, great title. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, that is a great title for hey, I love the song Godzilla. I know you're not a big fan of well, speed because rap. The, yeah, but. the speed rap, you know, I'm like, look, if I want to listen to Busy Bone, I'd do that. But but I see I enjoy the the speed rap, but I like some speed rappers. But also I like going through and analyzing the catchy punniness. When you go back, it's like okay, I missed it. I'm gonna hear it again. Yeah, it's like oh wait, there were two references there. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, I like doing that. Sure, and seeing how many of them they can get. Yeah, and and I I think that that is cool. I, I can think never, it's clever. I can never speed rap. My mouth does not move not, that fast. Exactly. I just end up going. Yeah, but but no, I'm not a big fan of speed rap just because I can't understand it. And I like knowing what I'm, you know, knowing what I'm listening to unless you do like you're talking about going back and finding all things. Yeah. I get it, man. It's kind of like finding Easter eggs in a movie yeah, wherever and you go I back like, and listen to it. I like seeing how cheeky the rappers can be as well. Because yeah. that's always my, well, my if, favorite part of hip hop yeah. is the, the layers. Yeah. Like, like an ogre, ogre. It has layers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not everyone likes onions. <laughs> you know what everyone likes? Parfait. It's got layers. You know, you ain't never asked somebody, you want some parfait? And they say, no, I don't want no damn parfait. That'll do, donkey. <laughs> Okay, so let's just jump off of Jack Harlow because, I mean, I have more important artists to talk about, in my opinion. One that I like more than Jack Harlow. Oh, yeah, the critics seem to love him, too. Oh, man, hey, the man himself, Mr. Sit-Down. This is for you, Joe. (laughs) Kendrick Lamar has put out his first album in five years, the first album he's put out since Damn. Yeah, the critically acclaimed Damn that was like what beat, what the song Humble and... Uh, Oh my gosh! Well, because that was the that was the giant on that on that album. Loyalty, loyalty. Yeah, I have the album on vinyl. So I, it's like I, I say, I don't have it on vinyl because I'm not a hipster, but uh, I do have it on my phone. <laughs> I, I don't have it on my phone anymore. Uh, DNA. That was the one yeah. There you go. DNA. But, but yeah, no, critically acclaimed, great song, yeah, still bangers man. to this day. Oh yeah, hasn't released anything. We did see him perform at the Super Bowl with the medley of artists we saw. The yeah, uh, Los Angeles based hip hop performers yeah, that we and saw. and I thought that was great that Snoop and Dre and and all these guys. And then there's Kendrick Lamar. You know, I was like, what is Kenny doing there? But it was awesome. Uh, so Kendrick Lamar has a new album out. First, he released a brand new single yes, called... Uh, the Heart Part 5. Yes. And if you have not listened to The Heart Part 5... Okay, first off, let me go ahead and weed out people. If the only thing you're going to listen to is Florida Georgia Line, this is not for you. Yes. Okay? Yes. If, this, this is rap music. Yeah, so. this is hip-hop music. But let me tell you something. I know that I've been, I've been throwing this compliment out a couple times today, but this is Kendrick Lamar at his best. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm talking about when it comes from speaking from the heart. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. This song ain't quite as, this ain't, you know. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. Yeah. This, swimming pools, drink. Yeah. Headshot, drink. drink. Yeah. yeah, yeah no. It's not like that. But this is heart. And this is a message. Yes. And this is and this is Kendrick Lamar, man. And he's speaking for others, for himself. He's speaking to others yeah. from himself. He's speaking to others from the perspective of these other voices. Of other people, yeah. So do yourself a favor, even if you don't want to hear it. Yeah. Watch this music video oh, yeah. and just freak the, out. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> we'll go ahead and spoil something for you. It doesn't spoil anything because you still got to see it to believe it. Yeah. But they use deep fake technology to... Uh, cast other people's faces onto Kendrick Lamar. Listen, this is not your typical music video where 
you know, there's booties shaking and and uh, yeah. low riders bouncing. Okay, yeah, this this isn't a it's Megan a Megan the Stallion, Cardi B. <laughs> we're not we're not talking that kind of a music video. This is very <laughs> this is very very straightforward. Yeah, it's, it's Kenny. Yeah, and he's just standing there and he's rapping. And as he starts to give a message, maybe a message he would want to give to Crenshaw, uh, the face of Nipsey Hussle is, is what's being casted on him, and. It's so real looking. It's so yeah, weird. It, especially because right now Kenny's let his hair grow out. He's got braids. So yeah. I know Nipsey had, you know, braids and uh, cornrows and things in yeah, his hair yeah, at yeah, the yeah. time. But it's eerily like you, it's, it's, it's eerily like, similar to looking. I mean, I know it's, it's his deep, face. And it's deep fake technology, yeah. so it's supposed to, but it's kind of creepy yeah, how because the face you're shifts. watching Nipsey rap at you again. That's yeah. and the message is like it's coming from Nipsey too, because he's speaking to the people in Crenshaw from where he's from about the, what had happened and how he wants them to proceed. Yeah, and so how, it's, how you can do better. Yes, and I think that that's something I've always respected about Kendrick Lamar is that his message has been not a us versus them. It's been a hey, they did some bad stuff, and so did we. Let's work together and let's make this right. And I think that that's such an important message to have out there now. And I think that Kendrick Lamar is the type of person who can actually do good with that message. Yeah, and he actively attempts to be. He doesn't. Yeah. He may be angry black man, sure. But he has angry black man with a purpose and a message yeah. and a motivation to do good. But and I and I agree with that. I'm actually just going to add on to it is the fact that it doesn't seem like he tries to point all of the blame in one particular area, and I'm, I'm not going to get into sure, that because everyone sure. probably knows what I mean, but he doesn't point all the blame at one person or at one group of people or anything like that. He says, it's your fault, just like it's my fault, just like it's their fault, just like it's everyone's fault. The reason we are is because we won't change, and we can, and we should. And he even, here's how. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and here's the deal. If you listen to his music, he'll tell you how. Yeah. It's, it's, and I just, I, I have this whole new respect. Like once I actually started listening uh, to not just this new thing, but to all of Kendrick Lamar's stuff, it, it's, it's been with him the whole time. Now, don't get me wrong. He's got bangers that, yeah. that you know, drank. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's uh, always been painting a story or painting yeah. a picture with his story and his words, and he's always done such a great job. Like the, some of those albums, it's like you're there with him, sure, in those moments doing those things, or you're there with him as he's sermonizing you about these things that you know that you are going on, and you damn well could probably do something better about it, but yeah. you're not. Yeah, you're exactly. You're not taking any yeah. action or doing so, anything. So shame on you. So shame on you. Yeah, and I, so, yeah, I, think I get that's it. Great, I get man. it. I, I, I think that, uh, especially after hearing The Heart Part 5, yeah, I'm, I'm like, a, I'm excited to hear the album. Yeah. It's released. This is uh, May 13th. So it's yes. it's released today, the full album. So I'm okay. interested to hear that and, and hear how it all goes together. But yeah, yeah. I have high hopes for it, and if it's anything like anything he's ever released yeah. before, it'll be good. Yeah, I would say Kendrick Lamar is a... Is a and a, believe me, if it's not, we'll tell you next week. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't have any problem calling out garbage either, but if it's if anything can get close to the heart part five... Well, he's always done great. such a great job of painting that picture of what it's like, like 
being from South Central Los Angeles or living in those hood-like areas, even if you're not from South Central Los Angeles, if you've ever lived in a, in a neighborhood or in a situation like that, you can relate to these feelings that, of struggle that go on with trying to do good yeah. when everything around you is doing bad because that's the circumstances you grow up with sure. day to day to get by. Sure. It's, it's one of those things, it's either you or them, that kind of a mentality. So speaking of the you or them mentality, I can't help but notice your shirt. Uh, you are wearing a Boys in the Hood shirt, which a uh, fantastic piece of cinema. Great movie. Um, they got Ricky, man. They did get Ricky. They got Ricky. Uh, and I, hey, Doughboy got some retribution. Yes, yeah, is it? <laughs> Look, uh, I think uh, Boys in the Hood is an awesome movie, uh, and it, you know, during that era, in the same area that we're talking about, you know, that was life. It was. That was life, man. And some parts it may still be, like, really, really sure, violent. Man. And, you know, every day's a struggle. Right. And so, basically, what got, us, what got us talking about this earlier before we were recording was we were talking about Boys in the Hood and talking about, like, movies like Menace to Society and how they were both dark, but Menace to Society was even darker than Boys in the Hood. But, like, it painted a real picture about the way things were uh, or, or you know, I, I can't I can't speak to were because I'm from rural Arkansas, okay? But I, I'll just say they were, or they are, or or what yeah. have you. Um, Especially from the images that have always been painted to us, and from the things that we've seen come out of there, like during the L.A. riots. And yeah, such, yeah, exactly. Rodney King verdict. And, yeah, yeah, things like this. Yeah, we, you know, it, N.W.A. was spawned out yes. of this. You know, I mean that that's the type of culture that 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 it was and everything, and the. We were talking about that, and then we led into talking about how things have changed, though, and about how that image that, you know, the boys in the hood are always hard. You come talking that trash, they'll pull your card. Yeah. Uh, want nothing in life but to be legit. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, I won't quote you, Hoot. Yeah, because I ain't saying shit. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> anyway um, how it's changed, though. In hip hop culture, and we'll call it hip hop culture instead of gang culture, because yeah. I, and I because a lot of times they coincide, right? At, at least the gangsta rap scene. Sure. The I, there's a hell. If you go on Apple Music or Spotify, you can type in gangsta rap, yeah, and it will pull up music referring, you yeah, know, to, referencing what we're yeah. referring to. Yeah, exactly. So there was a young man by the name of Daniel Hernandez. Uh, who became known as Takashi Six Nine, the Snitch, the Snitch, the Rat, uh, the Rat. Dude ratted out the Train on Bloods. What? And you're alive. Yeah, he's, what? He's living in witness protection. And he ain't. Li- he ain't too protected because he's, he's out on his own a lot. People keep getting videos of him on reels yeah, he, where he's at a gas station. He I'm keeps like, coming out and yeah, doing that, which is really dangerous considering the amount of people. That have basically him between their sights, more or less. So, a couple things. Number one is, I actually don't think he's in danger anymore. I believe that he's bought his forgiveness. I I, I think that because that's the only way I could see him it's still kind of walking. The way that documentary kind of sounded on Hulu as well. A- exactly, he's starting so, to grease the palms of the right people so that yeah. he can be fine. Once again, you the people that you ratted on, they're still people. And 
people can be corrupted. So yeah, it doesn't matter. Especially people that were already corrupt to begin with. Exactly. So you grease their palms. They decide, all right, you can live, but you just got to pay a VIG for the rest of your life. Well, he's got money. Yeah, he can pay that VIG okay. until he can't pay that VIG, and then yeah. he's got a new issue. Yeah, exactly. You got a whole new issue to deal with, homeboy. But my question is this. We've always heard it. You know, even though we, we weren't in like a blood, crib, vice, street gang, we live, look, whether we like to admit it or not, we live gang lifestyle. Yeah. In a motorcycle club. We yeah. did. Because we nothing were, else, we, we, that we was the number it. one priority of our we life. We were about it pretty hard. Yeah. yeah. So. Like, we would have dropped everything else for that club. Yeah, exactly. And we didn't have kids at that time, for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I did. But well, there. Well, towards yeah, the end, yeah, I did. The but end, that's also when we when we started this damn thing. We were just right, kids with yeah. this weird dream. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, could you imagine if you would have gone to jail because of something I said? Like I dropped the dime on you to get myself out of trouble. Okay. Would you have ever forgiven me? Not without. Well, without the, the same kind of growth that we've gone through, right? Well, yeah, no, 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 no. I was going to say not without there being some type of a retaliation or retribution. Yeah, there has payback. to be something. There's got to be a, a payback for, yeah. for the action. Otherwise, you look like you've been disrespected and like a punk. Yeah, I was saying, if you're and living, you look soft as you can look. And surprisingly in... I hate phrasing it this way. In gangland America, yeah. word spreads quickly whenever you make a punk move. Yeah, it does. Like, everybody knows. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's yeah. smash on site. But, yeah, exactly. And this dude just walking around. Anyway, look, we won't even get it, stay on him too long. But what I'm going to say is there's a Hulu documentary called 6 9 um, if you're interested in learning about what happened with Takashi 6 9 you should watch it. It's a pretty good documentary. But it also points out that... Don't always think just because you hear somebody on an album, on a verse, talk, yeah. popping off about all of these things that it's... Uh, that they're actually about it. Yeah, that it's a legitimate thing because in the case of this, spoiler alert, he paid money to the right people to purchase the image that he currently yeah, has. exactly. He didn't get jumped in. He didn't... He Look. He wasn't a he gangster bought his on way, streets. Yeah, he bought his way into the Train On Bloods because just they so could he could use claim, him. Because they could use his image to get them more clout and he could use them to get himself more clout. That's yeah. all. It was a business arrangement. Yeah. That's why it didn't break his heart to rat on him. The problem that I have with this man, though, is like whenever he's doing these things now, like I'm going to go out to South Central and pay my respects to Nipsey Hussle at his graveside or at the spot where he got shot. Yeah. And there's no sincerity behind it because yeah, you know why there's no sincerity yeah. behind it. We're not going to talk about why there's yeah. no sincerity behind it, but you know that there's not. He's just antagonizing. Yeah. So he's got to be careful with this type of thing because these are, these are real things. Yeah, but, I say, but like, like you said, he's still doing this and nothing has happened. Perhaps he has paid a vig to the right people. That's what I think is happening. But, you know, hey, what do I know? Uh, all I know is that gangsta that gangsta image isn't quite what it used to be. Like I agree. whenever we were growing up in the mid to late nineties, being gangsta rap image, being hard was most important over everything. Yeah, else. that's you right. Appear tough. Yeah. Appear dangerous. Like yeah. if you mess with me, I will take your life. Yeah, exactly. That was the image that you wanted to perpetrate. Now it seems like <laughs> while you want to look tough and cool, you also want to say something profound that people like to yeah. hear, or they want to have a good time when they're around you, so they want to hear about how fun it is to be around you. Yeah, right. And, so. and like, I, I think that the, um, as far as like in the mainstream goes, I think the gangster is a, is a and dying big breed. big booty women. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> That's never going to go away from hip-hop, I don't think. I, well, I mean, <laughs> why would it? You know what I mean? Like, hey, don't get away from something that still works. You know? hey oh. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think that, the, at least in mainstream hip-hop, I think the gangster might be a dying breed. I think it's about the party boys. I think it's about the, the philosophers. I think it's yeah. about the... You the know, more profound intellect yeah. inside. Like, who are we saying are the most profound rappers? Let's let's take a trip through time. Back in like 1992, you would have said things like Dre and and Snoop because they're painting this picture of this image sure. of what is really happening in these streets. Sure, sure. Now you're getting these guys like Kenny and Cole who are not only telling you what's happening, they're also like, "Come on, guys, we're going to strive for better than." Yeah, this. it's like, hey, look, I ain't even like, but you know, like J Cole is great by saying he's like, I ain't in that. Yeah, I ain't, I'm above that. You want to know how I made my money? I got above it. And, you know, he's not wrong. No. And J. Cole's another tremendously uh, talented um, hip-hop star. I mean, yeah. uh, we're, we're, G-O- G-O-M-D, that, that is my, uh, that's my jam, bro. <laughs> I feel that one a, a lot sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I think the man upstairs that you ain't me and I ain't you. <laughs> Woo. All right, guys. Well, hey, uh, thanks for sticking with us. As always, I, you know what? If you don't know how to get a hold of us by now, that's that's your problem. We are getting a lot more interaction on our we socials are, lately. and that's nice. And it is very nice. We're getting more people sharing things as well, yeah. I've noticed, which is also nice. Yes, it is. So, you know, for you guys who are just now finding out about us, because honestly, hey, we've only been doing this just under a year. Yeah. So there's probably still people that are, that are here local that are just now like, Oh hey, yo! Yeah. I know those guys. And plus, if anybody tried to catch on in the beginning, and things are the show is different now than it used to be. But this is it, kind it of is. the way that the show is. Now we, we 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 have the option still if we ever want to bring in someone else to talk with them. Yeah, but man, more or less, this options. is how our show is. There's yeah, right, this right here, we do this each and every week. We do a live stream each and every week. We didn't look like we had anybody talk to us a lot on our live stream this week, but no, that that's. You know, neither here nor there. That'll grow as we grow. Sure. But please hit us up, talk to us, interact with us. We've had a lot of a fun interacting with y'all. So just keep keep it up. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, find us on the socials. Find us on your favorite podcast platform. Make sure to follow. Make sure to download all that good stuff. Find us on Twitch, and I'm assuming we'll be on YouTube eventually. But we're kind of busy, so you know, whatever. Uh, we love you guys. We thank you guys from BT and from myself. We bid you. Good night.